Welcome to Unmute Yourself, the podcast. I'm Nancy Medoff, author, speaker, and coach. And I'm Beth Knaus, creative copywriter and the owner of That's a Spade Copywriting Services. We are done being polite and ready to get real about confidence, boundaries, and self-respect, both personally and in the workplace. Beth and I first met when we collaborated on the best-selling communication handbook for women, Unmute Yourself and Speak Up to Stand Out. Now we are amplifying our message and taking it on the road with Unmute Yourself, the podcast. Warning, there may be, no, who are we kidding, will be some adult content. We have a bullshit button and we're not afraid to use it. So buckle up, buttercups, because here we go. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey, girl. Hey. How are you? I'm doing great. How about you? I am so good and I am so fired up about this week's topic. Yeah. Did I just jump right in? Did I just not build any rapport and went right to the topic? That's okay. I'll just disconnect on LinkedIn with you. (laughs) (laughs) After last episode, let's see how many, let's do a little, um, let's, let's, let's look now and see how many connections we have and how many we lose. (laughs) Oh yeah. This is going to be a great topic. And I actually like when we have a topic where you and I have a little bit of a different perspective because we come from different histories right and different backgrounds so different worlds really yeah absolutely different planets uh so we are going to talk today about speaking up to stand out in virtual environments and how you can be comfortable doing so what's the protocol what should you be considering when you are speaking up and so for me when the c word came to town and we were all in COVID. Can, can we just clarify for a minute? Beth means COVID. <laughs> I just don't want to say it anymore, folks. It's enough. It's enough. I need a little humor. If anybody out there knows me, you know, humor is the way I deal. So I like to call it the C word. And for me, it was culture shock. I had always done in-person work. I didn't know how I was going to survive. I was one of those people going, oh, this, you know, I'll get through it. It was only going to be for two weeks or a month. And here we are in 2022 and living this virtual life, right? Which now I have adapted to and I understand and I know how it works. Um, And, you know, it's not perfect, but I know how to show up on a Zoom meeting. I know how to interact with other people. I know the things that are, you know, that I don't like so much and other things that I really enjoy about it. Now, I'm going to ask you, Nancy, as somebody who's always lived in a virtual world, what your perspective is. So thank you for asking. You know, when everybody overnight literally went virtual, I felt bad for a lot of people because people were struggling with it. Um, and they were struggling with it for because for, they weren't equipped for it. You know, they didn't have childcare. They didn't have equipment. They didn't really know how to work remote. Um, I worked remote my entire life. So my office was an airplane for 20 or so years. And I led highly effective global teams virtually. I 
presented to clients. I mean, I did, met with clients in person too, but I only, uh, I basically only knew how to work remote. Worked in an office for a couple of years, but that was it. So I thought it was, it was shocking to me how much people struggled with, not with managing it. Cause I get that. Like all of a sudden, boom, you have three kids at home. You don't have an office at home. You have, you know, you're working out of your kitchen, whatever. I get all that. What I struggled or scratched my head at was, and this still happens to this day, um, how many people need to be told what is okay and what is not in a virtual environment? And, and I know that this episode is, is going to focus on how to speak up and stand out in a virtual environment. And really, it's about how you're showing up on Zoom or Microsoft Teams or whatever the case may be. And I am stunned at how I've seen people showing up recently and some of the stories I've heard from people who are in senior leadership positions about people they're interviewing, about people they're mentoring. And I think we need to call a little timeout for everybody and maybe reset the expectations because it's, you and I agree, it's got, it's gotten a little bit out of control, I think. Yes. And, you know, we talked about this before we got on here. Not only was it culture shock, everybody was in a state of damage control and, you know, suddenly feeling isolated. I was actually with a friend the other night um, in the same bar we were in the night before they shut everything down. And every time we go there, we're like, oh my God, do you remember that night? And it's like, you know, let's move on from our night in the bar <laughs> before the C word came to town. So and I, I, I remember getting on initial Zoom meetings and people being like, oh, my God, do you believe this? Like, what's happening? Are you OK? How's your what's happening in your house? And, you know, the adjustment of being like we had just downsized not too long ago in this smaller house and had a couple of uh, people here. We had two kids. My husband was home and I was home and, you know, pretty much going full on in this brand new business. And I was like, where can I hide? I don't really have a corner in this new little cute house to hide. Um but now it's a different story, right? I know that I want to kind of dress up to show up. I mean, part of going out into the world for me was about dressing up and dressing the part and taking on that persona or like that alter ego, like in Todd Herman's book and feeling good about it. And, you know, in the in 2020, it wasn't such a big deal when you showed up in a sweatshirt and sweatpants. Um, and now I just would not show up like that, not with a new client, not with, you know, and again, like you and I are in this Friday morning group, right? Where we have like this CEO hour, we get our stuff in order for the next week. There's six or eight of us. We all know each other. So if somebody wants to show up in their sweatpants, go for it, I guess. But oh, Nancy's making a face. Maybe she doesn't agree with me. Um, well, here's what I want to say. You said in 2020, it was not a big deal if you showed up in your sweatpants. I would argue that after the first couple months, it was a big deal if you showed up in your sweatpants. Not that it was a big deal, but a couple of things. And I want to get back to the to the, um, the, the Friday group that we have. So I remember I listened to a podcast during the pandemic and the woman was talking about put clothes on, right? Like you have, it's your self-esteem, it's your self-worth. It's how just put a pair of pants on like and and I was kind of chuckling because I'm like, Brandon, I myself have been in the same pair of sweatpants for five days. So I, I, I understood what she said. This happened to me about a month ago. I was in a funk. I couldn't really exercise because I had hurt my foot. 
you know, blah, blah, blah. And I was just slobby and it impacted my feeling. It, it impacted how I felt about myself. It impacted how I was showing up. So in the beginning of the pandemic, when people showed up as a mess or with a terrible background or, you know, with kids screaming in the background, which again, I understand that was one thing. Uh, about six months in, maybe I, I no longer found it acceptable and I'll, and I'll own that. I was just like, get, come on, get your act together again, not with the kids. Cause there's only so much you can control there, but I was in a meeting two months ago and there was a woman on the call and her cat came in the room and literally sat on her head in the meeting. And like, like, that's not okay anymore. It's not like, is it funny? Yes. But I'm like, really? We're, this is how we're working now. We are no longer in crisis mode. We are now, this is how we're working. And the company's expectations are that you will show up for work. And showing up for work does not include being in your pajamas, having a baseball hat on your head, showing up sick as a dog, or, you know, anything like that. So I'm off my soapbox. I wanted to go back to the to the Friday morning thing. There have been numerous times where I have had my pajama tank top on and I've been like, oh, can I? And But something in me just said, you know what? Put on a shirt. But numerous times. And I think that's out of respect for the other people on the, on the phone. Like, I respect this time together. I honor this time together. I'm going to show up. And I might not feel like I'm my best self, but I'm at least going to present somebody who was put together. So I'm calling bullshit on that. Okay. And um, it's, it's a great point because... You have to think about if you're having that thought of, oh, it's a Friday, I just really want to throw a sweatshirt on over my pajama top, you know, and show up. You also have to consider who else is going to be in the Zoom platform. You know, are you going to offend anybody there? Or, you know, is anyone going to think you're not taking it seriously? Or, she didn't care enough to be part of this group program, whatever, to brush her teeth and put on a shirt. I threw that in there for drama. Um, so Accurate. yeah, it's, you're not only considering yourself, right? Cause I think some people have gotten comfortable. Like one of the things I found hard was when you could go out to dinner again, when they had outdoor seating, I was like, we're going out. And I'd be like, what am I going to wear? You know, my husband would get dressed and I'd be like, you're going like that. Like, and, you know, then we would get there and like all these people would be like in their sweatpants and sneakers and be like, what happened to fancy dinner? What is going on, people? Get it together. But, you know, people get comfortable, I guess. And that's fine, obviously, in your personal life, if you're comfortable doing that. And um, I'm not going to say I haven't gone out, you know, in sneakers or whatever to eat. But um, I do think in a professional setting, it's not only you that you have to think about. You have to think about others in the group. And you never know how you're going to feel. Right. It's about (laughs) self-esteem and you never know who's going to refer someone. And it's about self-respect and respecting the other people on the, on the line um, or on the zoom call. You know, I I used to think I sounded like an old bird when I used to be like, really like change your background. Like I, I still can't believe that I have to tell people this. And I do, I, I, I was, I've been hired recently to talk about, how to show up in a hybrid work environment. And, and this is a new thing. Like this is one of the biggest trends happening right now is companies trying to figure out how their people can successfully navigate the, 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 the hybrid work environment. One of the first things that we talk about is 
well, let's talk about expectations and let's, let's make sure there's clear expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, I think one of the basics is your background. And actually I'm, I'm pointing to my background right now for those, those of you who are listening to this. For a long time, I had nothing on my wall behind me. And I looked like um, a POW, which is a blank wall behind me. And I remember I was talking to a client and we were talking about her upcoming session and she just got this look on her face. And she said, that's not going to be where you are, is it? And I said, no, it's not. I have a, I have an office with a, with a, you know, a beautiful office with a bookcase and all that. It will be a much better environment. Trust me. And it really resonated with me how worried she was about the image I was going to present as their speaker with just a blank background. So this was a problem. Like I had to get pictures. I had to move my desk sometimes um, because people pay attention. It doesn't look professional and you, and it doesn't matter. You need to be professional. So the reason why I bring this up is I had a friend who was interviewing a a different friend of mine, both were my friends for a job. And I called the hiring manager, my friend and said, how did she do the interviewee? She said she did okay. And I was like, Oh, that doesn't sound good. And you know, the, the, my friend didn't get the job and the hiring manager said, you know, she called in and um, she called in from her kitchen. And I remember Mm -hmm. thinking to myself, well, what's the big deal? Like everybody's working from home. Like I, and my, the hiring manager, who's my friend, said, well, she called in from her kitchen and her kitchen was a mess. And I'm like, wow, like, I wouldn't think I would have to tell someone if you're going to dial in from your kitchen, make sure you don't have dirty dishes on the counter or make sure you don't have dirty dishes in the sink. To me, this is basic. Or if you're dialing in from your living room, make sure you've put away your kid's toys or whatever the case may be. It, you, it, game's over. Mm-hmm. We have evolved. We have evolved and the expectation is different. Yes, I agree. I will say I have two kind of pet peeves. <clears throat> the first one is I, I de- I'm in a, a wonderful networking group called Pepper Lane. And there are a lot of moms who have businesses, but I often get, I mean, there's a lot of people who are home anyway, have kids, whether they're in a networking group or not. And if they're there, like when they were home for school or whatever, wh- what are you going to do? Like they're there. But if you're not speaking, put your mute on. Put your mute on. Are you saying mute yourself? I'm saying it's okay temporarily to mute yourself. I agree. If your children are getting loud enough that they are muting you. I agree. I'm, I'm I like shaking my head. I, yeah, I, I just, this just blows my mind. This blows my mind. Yeah. And the, the second thing <clears throat> that I have a pet peeve about is, and I see a lot of people do this too. And again, many times it's about being flexible because you're picking kids up or you're doing thing or, or you have an appointment or something, but you know, don't join a meeting from the target parking lot. Or, you know, if I'm, <laughs> I feel like I'm going to get canceled here today. If, <laughs> you know, we're having a one hour strategy call about your website or something. Don't, we can't do that in the car. Like, we can't like, yeah. I mean, it's wonderful. There's certain flexibilities we've gotten, but certain things that I think you really have to consider. I, yeah, I, professional. Yep. I agree. And I think it's about managing expectations too. So in this example, I might say to the organizer ahead of time, Hey, I'm going to be, um, I, I just say I'm on the road, right? It's nobody's business where I am on the road could be the parking lot of my nail salon. doesn't matter. I'm on the road, um, or target. 
I'm on the road and I can't show my screen. Is it okay if I still um, dial in? And they'll either say yes or no. But I think as an attendee, depending on what your company or, or the, the other, your client cares about, I think you need to have the conversation. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I, you know, I want to be as flexible as possible because we've talked on here before about, um, oh gosh, I just totally lost what I was going to say. The concept of, you know, flexibility and how do you work life blending and that sort of thing and stuff happens, right? Stuff comes up. There are doctor's appointments. There are unexpected phone calls for pickups. There are, you know, last minute things that you have to take care of, but at the same time, you can, it's okay to reschedule something if you can reschedule it. I totally agree. And I would rather, I mean, it depends, but it depends. I would rather, I, there, I'm a presenter and I do a ton of virtual meetings and it is very stressful for me when people don't have their cameras on. It, mm. it, it's, it's, um, it's, it's not nice. It's just not oh, nice. Right. Yeah. Nice. I agree. I mean, that was another thing that came up in schools. Not that that has to do with us, but my husband's a teacher and I know other teachers. I know somebody who's a, you know, a university teacher. And she said, we'd get on and like half of them would have their cameras off. And she actually said that part of the issue was, you know, there were definitely kids legitimately struggling, you know, with anxiety and depression and isolation and all those things. And that's one thing, but to turn it off because you're not paying attention or you went back to sleep or whatever, like, not okay. Uh, speaking of sleep, when I was teaching at BU, it was during the pandemic. One of my students literally called in from his bed, from his bed, and I sent him a, with his camera because I made them have the cameras on. I could do that because I was the professor, but and I hit him up in the chat and I said, "You need to move. You cannot call in from your bed." Like it, it, he was, he was fine. He was in his bed. I'm like, no, mm -mm, go find somewhere else. You know, and they'll do it from their phones. Like they'll go to a coffee shop and dial in from their phones and that's fine. It works. Yeah. It works fine. A um, couple other things that I think are important to remember is where you're looking and that can get awkward. So right now I'm looking at the camera. So Beth, I'm looking at the little eye of the camera. Yes. Does it look like I'm looking at you? Um, sort of. How's that for an answer? Okay. Now I'm looking at you. Does it look like I'm looking no, at you? No, no. Okay. So the key is it's hard because you want to either look at yourself or who you're, who you're talking to. But when you look in the camera, that's what the person sees. You have to look in the little eye of the camera mm -hmm. because that's what, oh, I see why it doesn't because anyway, because that, and that's going to look like eye contact, particularly if it's an interview and it's very awkward and it's difficult because then you can't see what the other person's doing. So it, it's, you have to practice and you say what you want to say, and then you look away at the person and, and, and see what their reaction is. But that, you know, you just, again, particularly if it's a job interview or an important client, you want to, or you can even make fun in the beginning and say, I want to make sure I'm looking in your eyes. Tell me where to look. And you can go around the That's screen so and figure out the best spot. Let's do that. So you don't think I'm looking at you right now? No, you're not. But I am now. Yep. And so, you know, it's another good point because there's a lot of software out there that when you use it, it's not always the same. Like Loom is like that. Loom is Loom, like you what? you can make videos right. where, you know, you're down here in this circle and you, I don't know, it's just bizarre. I right. Like. So that's actually the other tip, which is to figure out the software ahead of time. Um, 
Yes. You know, it could be with a client. It could be an interview. It could be um, if you're speaking, whatever the case may be, it could be like one of your pepper lane boosts. Mm-hmm. Um, are those are, are those still virtual or no? Yeah, they are still virtual. So it's figure out the software ahead of time, because the last thing you want is now, again, two years after we all went remote. To be like, oh, I'm, I don't, I don't, I'm sorry, I don't know how to use this platform. Like, what? You, you have to figure it out. You have to figure right. it out. Yeah, and you know, at the end of the day, a, you have to have grace for people and for yourself because, yes, sometimes Zoom has, you know, changes actually pretty frequently, but that's why it's great to get on ahead of time and kind of check all the places where you click on Zoom and see if anything's new or you need to know anything or just so you're ready. Um. That so that reminds me one of the things that I do and when I do it, I, I, I always have a lot more confidence on the call and I never worry about um, tech issues is the first thing I do is say, what what do you want me to do in case there's a tech issue? Do you want me to wait for you to call me? Do you right. want me to just dial back in? What do you want me to do? And that way you get that squared away. And then you're like, OK, if something happens now, I know what to do because it's like, oh, my God, what if something happens? Well, now you have a plan for if something happens. That's Again, during tip. particularly during an interview or, or an important client call is, you know, it's raining out. I might lose my Wi-Fi. What do you want me to do if that happens? That's great. That's a really great thing because it happens, right? And it's happened a lot um, in the past few months, I feel like. So, so what about, um, what about if you're in a group environment on a technical platform like Zoom or Microsoft Teams or well, Loom, whatever, let's just say zoomer teams and you and 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 you're afraid to speak up because because you can't read the body language as well because you can only see people's faces so how do you know how do you break into the conversation what would you do so i most often i try to wait for a space where i can say i just have a you know i have a comment or something like that if you're not getting any spaces, which has happened, I try to like wave my hand to get someone's attention. And, you know, last resort is I will try to interrupt in the least rude possible way. Yeah. I mean, you know, the raise your hand feature, I don't really know. I mean, it probably depends on the environment. Um, I'm a member of a bunch of town committees in my town that I live in. And you have to be called on by the chairman of the committee. You you can't, if in, nice. in a government meeting, you can't just speak. I did not know that. So you can imagine how my first several months went, but you have to go like this, you have to. So how, uh, for those of you that are listening, I just raised my hand. So not high, but I just, you know, kind of put my hand up. Boop. So what's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with that. It's you're signaling the person so. like, Hey, I, I have something I want to add. And as the person facilitating the meeting, I love it because it'll be like, Beth, I got you, then I'm going to get you and then you. So it's, it, it helps the meeting flow. So you're really helping them. Yes, I agree. And actually if I'm running a pepper lane boost and it's full, right, the max is 10, 10 guests, I will say, I'm going to pick you in order of my screen to speak because then we don't have anybody, you know, nobody's overlapping on somebody else's discussion. That's great. I like that a lot. I like that. Um, and then you go around the room or only people that want to speak? Um, so everybody gets a chance to go to introduce themselves and then to introduce themselves professionally. Uh, and then they present like a challenge or problem and people can give feedback. The feedback part isn't always 
you know, that's the part that gets a little tricky, but mm-hmm. I try to get people, you know, to raise their hands and not interrupt. And it's hard. People get into it. You know, they want to help each other. So that's great. That's actually a nice problem. Yeah. Um, the last tip I wanted to mention, yes. uh, and this just happened to me is elevating your computer. So for some reason I couldn't find, I have a little computer stand. What do you elevate yours on? I'm just curious. Books? So I have a standing desk that goes up and down and I just bought myself a really nice riser that matches my desk. Oh, fancy. As a writer, I would have assumed that you stacked them all on like your favorite books. I used to stack on two boxes that I had and I said, this is not professional. Right, right. So I have a little riser. Um, my father-in-law got me. He's like really big on um, Kickstarter. So he buys all these Kickstarter things. And I love it so much that I bought another one. So I have a little riser that I use. Um, so you really need to elevate either your laptop or your computer, whatever you're, whatever you're using. I see a lot of people. I see the difference between when people do this and when people don't. And if you're looking down, first of all, it's not flattering. It, it's a, it's not a flattering angle at all. And it just looks, in my opinion, it looks unprofessional. It, it's, it's, it would be like, <laughs> it would be like going into a live in-person meeting and lowering your chair so that it's like the lowest possible <laughs> setting on the chair, right? Like you wouldn't do that, right? Exactly. <laughs> you wouldn't do that. Get, uh, uh, Beth just went down on the screen. So I, you know, it's something that grab some books, get one of these little stands. You can get them for, I don't know, five bucks on Amazon or something. Or so I lost my, I lost my stand. I couldn't find it. What did I use? Oh, I used an upside down eight quart saucepan. Nice. I used my, um, yeah, it was the only thing I had that was tall and steady. And I'm like, okay. So I used that instead. That was not fun, but, um, so I think, you know, that's the other thing, you know, I, I, I feel like some of these tips might've been a little bit basic, but I guarantee you that somebody out there is doing them. Yes, and- I agree. And and there's always new people coming onto the virtual channels, you know, that need to know the basics. So, I mean, and it's also like, even myself, like sometimes I have to be like, okay, you got to move your desk because your background just isn't and figure out the lighting and do all that stuff because you just, you have to remember that you're still at a, it's a meeting. It's still Mm -hmm. a meeting. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we, I think we covered that one. Yeah. I think that was good. So send us any of your funny pictures, cats on heads. Factual uh, story, factual story, everybody. True story. uh, We want to see what you're raising your computer on. If it's not a traditional riser, if you have some really funky thing going on, like Nancy did with her eight quart pan. (laughs) Or saucepan. Not 10 quart, eight quart. Eight quart. Um, where can people find you? So people can find me at www.thatsaspade.com for my writing services. And I'm on right. LinkedIn. Beth Knaus. Fantastic. I am, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm uh, where I'm like all the places. You can just Google Nancy Metoff or um, LinkedIn Nancy Metoff or Instagram, Nancy underscore Medoff, whatever, www.nancymedoff.com. Um, but we are looking for podcast ideas. Yes. So if there's something that resonated with anybody and you want to shoot us an email, um, you can either email, you can email either one of us on our respective websites. Um, and uh, we also, if you're enjoying the podcast, would like to ask for you to give us a rating because that really helps us with yes. the good people at Apple. Absolutely. We want them to be happy over there at Apple. We do. (laughs) 
Um, I think that's it for today's session. All right. All right. Bye, girl. Bye, girl. Bye. That's a wrap on another episode of Unmute Yourself, the podcast. We hope you found value in today's podcast. We hope you were able to take a little time for yourself and perhaps think about how you're showing up. And thank you for all of the great feedback we've been receiving. We'd love to hear more from you about what you think, the tactics you're using every day to speak up, and anything else you'd like to hear about on future episodes of Unmute Yourself, the podcast. You can contact us through our websites. Nancy can be found at nancymedoff.com and Beth can be found at thatsaspade.com. Or you can email us at unmuteyourselfthepodcast, all one word, at gmail.com. We will see you next week. And until then, keep speaking up.